Welcome, friends, back to Mind Games, a show that we put together on the Sellout Crowd Network. I'm the host, Garen Eamon, columnist for Sellout Crowd, mostly covering college football. Focus this week on not just the Cowboys of Oklahoma State, but the OU Sooners. Big game down in Dallas, I hear, against Texas, team we've heard of before, I'm sure. And we thought we'd bring in a, uh, a luminary when it comes to this game and the OU program to talk about OU Texas, Tinker Owens, two-time All-American receiver during the Sooners' halcyon days of the mid-70s as my special guest this week. So let's climb inside Tinker's head to talk about the Sooners, the Longhorns, and whatever else comes up over the course of this episode of Mind Games. Tinker, thanks for coming on, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I appreciate it, Garen. It's always good to see you. It's great to see you. It's always great to visit, especially a, on a week like this. You going to the game? Start with that? No, we uh, we decided about uh, three years ago we had our last Texas game. Uh-oh. We, we, lo- we lost one of our grandkids at the fair after the game. Oh, we no. Her, we had our two grandsons with us, so I told my wife after that, I said, well, I'm never coming back down here. And she said, I'm not either. So okay. we, agree- we agreed on that. So we watch it on TV. We, we ran a place down by Sulphur. Okay. Uh, and family goes down. We watch the game there. All right. Friendly confines. Never hurt anybody, right? Yeah. I just, I just, I just don't like the crowds anymore. You know? No, I get you. Uh, food's cheaper, right? Oh, yeah. Just, just keep the drinks cold, cool in the fridge. And you could ba- hey, bathroom, bathroom's handy. Everything's good. So. And if, and if, if you were at the game last year, it was a little harder to switch to another one at halftime <laughs> because you didn't want right. to watch that. Right. right. So we'll, we'll take that. Listen, I, I have you on here because um, not to age anybody, myself included. Right. But it, it's been all of a sudden exactly a half century since you put on your show in, against Texas, the 1973 game. You, you come on and talk about OU Texas from the Switzer era. Right. You usually start with defense and the Selmans and Elrod and, and all those linebackers. Sure. Bosworth a little later. You talk about offense, it's how many how many yards did the quarterback or the halfbacks roll up in the wishbone? And, and here's Tinker Owens just running routes all through the Texas secondary in route to a 163-yard game to lead Switzer to a win in his first OU Texas try, 52-13. to How often do you think about it, Tinker? Uh, and how, how fresh in your mind does it remain 50 years later? Well, it's still pretty fresh, you know. It's not quite as fresh as it used to be, but, but uh, you know, I don't think about it a whole lot except this time of year, you know, when the game's coming up and and so on. And, of course, a lot of people want to interview and visit about sure. various games and various years that I played in the game. But, uh, yeah, the 73 game was kind of, a you know, a game that just got out of hand fast and, and we just kept, a, you know, the pedal on the metal and, and um, kept going and, and so, uh, you know, little Joe threw me a halfback option pass to me. And Joe, to this day, says, you know, I thought I was going to throw you out of bounds. I don't know how you caught it and stayed in bounds. I said, well, <laughs> I'm not sure I, I did it either, but I did it. So, and then, of course, I hit a big, they hit, we hit a big post pattern that Steve Davis threw me. Um, and uh, their safeties kept, you know, going for the run. And they forgot about my little skinny, you know what, out there. And, <laughs> And uh, and so I was wide open. I tell people to this day, that's the hardest catch in football is when nobody's around and yeah. got, you know, 60, 70,000 fans watching. If you drop it, you know, everybody's watching you, you know. So you have to really concentrate on it. But, yeah, that right. was game. And, of course, right before half that, that year, uh, they hit Billy Brooks with a, a streak pattern down the sideline. Mm-hmm. And that basically, this, I think at that point, Texas gave up. They knew they, yeah. knew they were beaten and – 
They weren't going to beat us that second half. No, it was, I think at the time, no, it was the worst loss of at least Daryl Royal's tenure at Texas. I, I think in the history of the, of the rivalry. Yeah. For, and yeah. Until I think 63, 14 and 2000. That's correct. Yeah. When, when the year when they won Stoops, a national championship. Yeah. When Bob Stoops sort of let everyone know this was really happening. in right, Norman, right. That, that kind of thing. So, well, Barry, I mean, Tinker, that's what, that was Bob's second OU Texas game in 2000. The 73 game that we're reminiscent about, this was your head coach's first, right? This was Switzer's first. Right. Fairbanks was my first year. Do you remember how he, how he was? What, did he act like a first-year head I mean, he, he'd been in the program. I understand that. But well, did he, was it a little bit weird, different for him? I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, coach has always been comfortable in his own skin. And, and uh, you know, from the, you know, starting the, you know, the season with playing Baylor that year, uh, you know, he pretty much – knew we had a good football team mm -hmm. and of course we went out and won that game and went on to texas and and um, you know that season in reality we should have won all of our games but we didn't you know of course we had to tie with usc out in the, right in the coliseum but that that was uh but switzer was just switzer i mean from the time i mean we knew him obviously since he was a coordinator you know before uh, you know for chuck and so Everybody knew him. He was young, you know. We, he was almost like one of the kids to us, you know. We like one of us. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he kind of still is at eighty-six years old. You know, <laughs> or I guess he'd be eighty-six tomorrow. Let me ask you this: You knew he was going to get the job, right? When when Fairbanks left, uh, we thought so. We we yeah. weren't one hundred percent sure, but we were. You know, we we knew he was the guy. Chuck was leaving. He would be the next guy to step in that was on the staff. And uh, I didn't foresee them going. We had so many good coaches. I didn't foresee them going outside to hire somebody, you know, different mm -hmm. uh, than, than uh, Barry. If the reputation, especially that version of Barry, was just, you know, you, you, I'm going to trust you to do and say and wear what you want. What's the reality? I mean, I assume you had a curfew the night before OU Texas. Oh, yeah. Was there, yeah. Was there a bed check the Friday night before that game? Uh, yeah, I'm sure they came around. But, you know, of course, at that time, uh, we didn't actually stay right in Dallas. Uh, we stayed in uh, Fort Worth. Okay. Uh, kind of to keep us away from Dallas, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to keep us out of trouble. Uh -huh. But, uh, yeah, we, we definitely had curfew, and they, they came around checking, so. You stayed in Fort. I didn't know. I, that's not something I knew. I don't think so. That was that was Switzer's policy is to put you guys in Fort. Did, did Chuck do the same thing, or was that Barry's doing? I think it was Barry. Okay, doing it. And would you would you have tested if you'd been in Dallas? Whether guys who might have been lured <laughs> no, no, into the revelry. You know, we Thursday night was drown night at South Forty. You know, so we got that out of the way on Thursday. So we were <laughs> Friday. We had to take off. <laughs> so. I got you. All right. You referenced it. Your first big moment in the 73 game was a pass, not from Steve Davis, but from Joe Washington. Halfback right. half pass. When, when was this installed in the, in the playbook? Was this, how much time did, in other words, how much time leading up to the moment did you have to think about this? Well, it was in the playbook from the beginning, not, not just for that game, for, you know, for our, you know, we didn't have that many pass patterns, number one. So, you know, we had a reverse, uh, you know, option pass and, Things like that, like the receiver, you know, that pitched the ball to me and I tried to throw, but I didn't have the best of arms in the world, so they didn't 
count on me too much for that. I think they put Billy in for that. <laughs> <laughs> Brooks had a little better arm is what you're telling me. Yeah, he's a great athlete. You know, Billy yeah. was a great player and you know, he was you know, he was on my tail the whole time I was there, so I had to work my tail off every day in practice to make sure that he didn't take my job. So Yeah, I hear you. you. Know, when Donnie Duncan came in from Navarro Junior College, he he brought Billy with him. Okay. So he was a star player at Navarro. Okay. And then so he, he was, and then he became then he became the receiver coach. That's right. Yeah, that's and, right. And I started thinking, you know, this might not be good when I see the six three, you know, two ten guy get out of a Volkswagen bug that he drove on the campus <laughs> and uh, looked like a stallion. And I didn't look like a stallion, so but uh, Billy's a great guy, great player, and obviously had a great pro career. And so so you're telling me if there was a transfer portal in uh, in the, between the seventy two and seventy three seasons, Tinker Owens might have might have entered his name into it. Well, there was a possibility that that or <laughs> Billy going on the other so, <laughs> one of us. But, Very, but you know, we pretty much people don't recall we pretty much split time the last yeah. my, my junior and senior year. We, you know, at one time they picked up our signals on the sidelines, so we had to run plays in every play. I had to run in, take the play in. Run the play, run back off. Here comes Billy with the play, and so we did. We had to do that for a few games, but but overall, I started and uh, I played the first series. He played the second, and vice versa. We just kept going third, fourth. You know, but just we rotated. So we basically played the same amount of time. Yeah. And you both were all Americans. That's true, right? I mean, I, I didn't. That's not just like lore. That's that's fact, isn't it? Yeah, I, I lost you there for a second. You were both you and Billy Brooks were you were both all Americans, correct? And we were all American in in seventy uh, five. Yeah, uh, and and um, which is, was unheard of. I think I caught twelve passes that year. I think he caught still, something like nine. Like I still nine. can't believe. Yeah, I still can't believe that. Yeah, and I can't believe it either. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, we, we, I think it was Time Magazine. We were both, and I didn't even know, you know, Time Magazine had a All-American yeah. team. But, but um, you know, I, I made a few of the other ones. Of course, didn't make yeah. the AP. Uh, you know, guys like Little Joe and Leroy and Dewey, guys like that were making that, uh, making those teams. But, you know, I was really fortunate at OU to play with so many great players. Oh, for sure. And so many great guys and, you know, to still be friends today. and. Unfortunately, we've lost too many of them, you know, with Elrod and Leora Salmon and, and others, Buck Buchanan, just guys that we've lost over the years, Jerry Anderson. So, we, but we, you know, you look back, we've lost a lot of players that were on that team. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you about just the romanticism of that team in that era in, in a little bit. But before we leave the 73 game behind, the, the halfback pass was in your playbook. That didn't mean that Barry had to call it. Right. Were you surprised that he did? Well, that was Galen Hall. Galen Hall Galen, is the one. Their offensive it. coordinator at that point. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are you surprised that Galen called it? No, we had practiced it. I mean, we we had practiced it even before the Texas game. We, you know, that was part of our deal, and so we had practiced the play many times. Uh, and normally, we we Joe threw it well, and and I caught it, so it worked out well in the Texas game. Except he didn't. If I heard if I heard you right a little bit ago, his thought was he he overshot you. Well, he thought he threw it too far to the out of bounds. Yeah, he threw it too far out, and 
I wasn't going to be able to catch it and stay in bounds. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you do that? I don't know. You know, it's just one of those things, just instincts and and just I caught it and just turned it up and and uh, scored easily. I, you know what I think it is, Tinker. I think it's you. You're a much better receiver than you gave yourself credit for. It sounds to me like. Well, I, you know, I'm pretty modest guy. So you know, I <laughs> I, I played the game because I loved it, and and I was blessed to be with so many, so many yeah. great players, and over the years, and and then blessed to go on and play pro football for six years. So. Yeah. No, for sure. Was the OU Texas rivalry as bitter then than it has become since? What just from your player perspective? I mean, did did you guys grind your I, teeth? I think it, I think it was more bitter back in those days because both teams came down the the ramp at the same time, and they don't do that any longer. Mm-hmm. And so you got on one side of the tunnel, you have the Texas team, and on the other side you got OU, and everybody's talking trash. And I'm you know as a freshman, I'm scared to death. When I went to Texas as a freshman, because I'd made the varsity and I didn't really play in the game, but uh, when I walked out of that that tunnel, listen to those guys. Number one, I thought it was going to be a fight, and then I walk out of the tunnel and they shoot off that that cannon, and I see Bevo there, and I was afraid I lost it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, we it, like I say, our our team was just so good. And, uh, and Texas had great teams. I mean, really, that's the only year we really blew Texas out. That's right. In the four years that I was at OU. You you won all four, though, right? I won mean, all I, four. Yeah. I'm one of the few Sooners that can brag and say they never lost to Texas. That Well, no, I mean, that is something to be very uh, – th- 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 it's a handful. And I I would imagine a man wears that into it the rest of his life, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's pretty cool that we never lost to Oklahoma State, never lost to Nebraska, and never lost to Texas. And you know we were forty three two and one over my four years at OU. Mm-hmm. So needless to say, we were pretty good. <laughs> well, it was it, you were crazy good, and the seventy four seventy five teams again. There there really is a mis, mystic quality about. That those teams, uh, I think you might agree with me here, because of the number of legends on both on both sides of the ball, right? Uh, names. Well, that, plus, we were the best team that was never seen in '74. Uh, that's right. We weren't on television at all. You know, Joe should have won the Heisman that year, mm-hmm. yeah, but nobody saw him play. You know, because of the probation. Mm-hmm. And that so, but you know, Archie Griffin won it twice, and Joe should have won one of them, either '74 or '75. Right. The team, and I bring this up because of, again, the 50th anniversary tinker, the team that, and it's all the same era, I get it, but the team I think that gets a little bit of short shrift is the 73 team because a lot of those guys that stuck, that bloomed into all American uh, uh, talents in 74, 75, were just coming of age in 73. Plus, I still say, and you, you, again, you tell me if I'm out of my mind, I still think. Arguably the best linebacker that I ever saw play at OU was Rod Schoet. There's no doubt about it. And he was on that 73 team. Yeah, Rod, Rod was fast. He got sideline to sideline. A great player, you know. Uh, of course, we lost him years ago as well. But, yeah, Rod was a great player. And, you know, we had a guy named Dave Smith that played. And people don't talk about Dave Smith, the linebacker, but he was really good. And, um, and so we, but we were stacked everywhere. 
mm-hmm. you know, my, my freshman year when we came in, you know, you had Elrod, you had the Selmans, you had little Joe, Kerry Jackson, you know, myself and, and many others that were end up being great players in their career. Mm-hmm. Who did you latch on to? You could be overwhelmed in a situation like that with the kind of talent that Switzer and, and Fairbanks down the stretch of his run built with building at the time. A guy could get overwhelmed. Uh, I mean, back then they had like, what, six and seven stream. It wasn't just oh, yeah. two. Yeah, it's crazy. So how did you how did you hang in there? You know, I never really thought about it. It was just one of those deals that, that you know, you go out and you do your best and and hopefully things work out. And, and fortunately, uh, you know, I was, I was really kind of lucky because I was on the freshman team when I ended up uh, being promoted to the varsity, and that was the first year a freshman could play. Mm-hmm. And so, so you know, I was really lucky with that. Uh, and I, I just happened to have a good practice against the against the defensive backs and, and scored like two or three touchdowns on seven and seven drill. And they, so Fairbanks hollers at me after that freshmen are done, done for the day. So we could leave and go to the pub or wherever. And he hollers at me and says, Tinker Owens, I want you to stay out on the, for team. Uh-huh. I, I'm going like, I don't even know half the plays, you know, type <laughs> thing. Well, actually at first I got to, I got, he said, go get a drink. And I went and got a drink and I started walking off and he tell, hollers at me again. And so that's how I ended up on, ended up playing on the varsity. Okay. Yeah. Needless to say, this was, a, this was a surprise to you. Oh yeah. Big yeah. 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 I mean, they had me actually playing, playing running back as a, as a, on the freshman team. Yeah. Yeah. Not receiver. But okay. during that drill, I played receiver. And so I was just really lucky to have a good, a good day and get noticed and, and funniest thing, Switzer or um, Fairbanks said, "Hey, I want you to go see Coach Hall tomorrow. Uh-huh. Business about playing on the varsity." And so I see Coach Hall. I tell you how smart I am. I tell Coach Hall, "You know, to be honest with you, Coach, if I'm not going to play, I'd rather just play on the freshman team. I'd rather get some playing time." Uh huh. And he said, "No, no, you're going to have an opportunity to play. We're short on receiver and so on." And then, of course, John Carroll got hurt and. And that kind of opened the door for me to, you know, to play more. This is your freshman year. You want to you want to tell our viewers and listeners uh, how that freshman year ended for you? I think it went pretty well at, the, at your bowl it game. It was a, it was a pretty good year. You know, I was, yeah. you know, the funny thing I'm the Sports Illustrated Lineman of the Week. I think about that. I weighed about 161 pounds, and I was Lineman of the Week. It's what the certificate that I week. received. Lineman of the Week. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> And that that was against Nebraska, and and uh, so on. So and then, of course, the Sugar Bowl. I was the MVP of the Sugar Bowl, and yeah. had a really good game. Got five passes for a hundred and some yards, one touchdown, and and uh, we we won the won the Sugar Bowl. So so you know, I, I was just in the right place at the right time. What I tell people, you know, I don't know, man. You... We had a lot of really we had a lot of really good football players. That came in, you know, even after Billy came in, there were guys that came in that were good. Steve Rhodes and mm-hmm. a n- number of other receivers that were really good. We have, we've talked now for almost 20 minutes, Tinker. We, we haven't mentioned your big brother, who some I think have heard of. Uh, Steve, I know, was impactful for you uh, growing up and, and 
sports, all sorts of things. Big brothers usually are, right? I I wonder oh, yeah. how, how big a help was Steve? He he just come through the program, won the Heisman in '69, a couple of years before we're talking about. How big of how big of a of, a, of an impression did, did he make on you in terms of finding your way in in his in his uh, in his wake? Well, you know, growing up with Steve, he was such a hard worker. And I saw the work ethic and the time that he put in on the practice field that, you know, once practice was over, everybody would leave, but he'd stay. And I kind of got those traits from him, you know, of, of hard work and dedication, you know, to, to whatever you're doing. And and so he, Steve's always been so supportive of me. And, right. you know, I was going to sign with Arkansas and Steve said, I'll kick your butt if you sign with Arkansas. You're going to Oklahoma. And I said, well, Steve, you're a lot bigger than me, so I guess I'll go to Oklahoma. <laughs> so he kind of made the decision for me. Yeah. And I wanted to come to OU all along, but I just, you know, everybody thought, well, my brother won the Heisman. I'm going to win the Heisman. Well, I knew I wasn't going to be that kind of player to win the Heisman Trophy. You know, mm-hmm. Steve was. And so, you know, following his footsteps was the reason that uh, I was apprehensive about Signing with OU. Yeah. Well, you, you referenced a little bit ago that you were playing running back on the freshman team. Would, would, yes. Would you, was that your, did you prefer that to, to receiver? No, not really. But, okay. but see, I was a wing back. I was a wing back in high school. Okay. So I ran a lot of reverses and inside traps and, and things like that, you know, pitches and so on. And uh, then I played safety on defense. But, uh, so I caught the ball quite a bit in high school, mm-hmm. you know, so I knew I could catch, the, I knew I could catch the ball. It was just a matter of, of getting a chance. And, yeah. you know, of course, you know, of course, you know, the, the truth be known, Fairbanks didn't want me. Uh, Leon Cross told me the story because Leon was recruiting me. Okay. And he, and he said, well, no, we're not going to sign Tinker Owens. They were talking about signing Steve Largent. And um, Leon said, Hey, Coach Tinker can play. We need to recruit him. And mm-hmm. so Leon convinced Chuck to recruit me to come to OU. So it's large. So it's it, so they were going to go. They're going to get Largent. You're breaking up on me. OU, OU was going to get Steve Largent is what you're telling me. Well, that's what I was told. Okay. And it was between me and between I believe the last scholarship was really between me or Largent. How about that? Because they were wish they were a wishbone team. You know, so receivers aren't gonna get the whole ball a whole lot anyway. Yeah. Well, the you know, the best stories are the ones that work out for both parties. I think this one did for you and Steve both, because Largent got his share of passes, I think, at TU, if I remember right. Oh yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> hey, I played in the off I played in the oil bowl with Steve. Okay. And uh, Steve had ran great patterns. You know, I was faster than him, but uh, I mean, I'd never seen a guy that could cut like he would could or stop like he could stop. He had a, you know, I had kind of long legs. He had short legs and he could come to a stop, I guess, a little quicker than I could. But, but uh, yeah, I played and Steve and I have remained friends over all these years. That's that's great. Great, Great guy. And we know what he did in the NFL and, you know, beat up, beat all the odds, just like you know a lot of guys do. Yeah. Who do you tinker? Who do you keep up with from those seventy three, seventy four, seventy five teams? You mentioned too many of them are already gone, and 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 it's you hate to to put a shroud over you know the movement, the ticking of the sure. clock, right? In time, but right. who, who are you able to see quite a bit of? 
Uh, I see Jimmy Latrell all the time. Um, I see Mike Mike Vaughn a lot. I see Little Joe when he's in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so uh, you know, there's a number of guys that that are that are around. Uh, you know, of course, Daryl Ray was younger than me, but you know, I see Daryl around. But oh, I'm trying to think all the guys that stay in touch with a lot of the guys I was friends with were actually some of the older guys like Grant Burgett and okay and uh, Tim Welch and and they kind of took me under their wing when I got to OU so mm-hmm. they I guess you could say they taught me the ropes if you will yeah since they, they were already here and on campus and and so on but but uh, yeah we get you know I go to, I, I haven't missed uh, I've missed one old club weekend and since I got out of school wow and the and the only one I missed was I was in Norman, but I had the flu and I was in bed at Steve's house, so I <laughs> so I I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah, that's it. that's the only one I missed over all these years. Yeah, how do you, how often do you make a point to talk to Switzer? I saw him yesterday at the Sooners Help Sooners Golf Tournament and visited with okay. him. I see Coach all the time. Yeah, of course, being here in Norman, and of course he still signs stuff for me. And, and the deal is, he, he he signs, but I have to take him a bottle of wine. <laughs> so, so what, what I've learned to do is make sure he signed it first and leaves it on his porch. Then I go to take his bottle of wine, leave it on his porch. I text him and say, "Coach, your wine's on the porch. I got the stuff." <laughs> so, oh man! And and Jerry Pettibone, Jerry Pettibone's yeah. Uh, Jerry lives two doors down from me. That's right. And so we watch some games together and stuff like that and have dinner and and get together quite often. Yeah. You guys, what do you guys make of, of college football with all the things that have happened, the realignment and the portal and the, you know, name image likeness? It's, it's, it doesn't look very, I assume that's a lot of it that doesn't look familiar anymore, but I, 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 I don't personally like it. I mean, you know, that's my opinion. I mean, yeah. I, I think guys deserve a little bit of money, mm-hmm. but you know, why does one guy get, you know, a lot of money and another guy gets no money? Mm-hmm. You, know, you, know, you know, a lot of linemen are not going to get NIL deals. You know, mm-hmm. some will, but most of them won't. Right. So, you know, I, I think it'd be fair if they just said, hey, this is what we're going to give everybody. Everybody gets the same, mm-hmm. is, is, my, is my opinion. I don't like the fact you can just decide, go to another school and, I see games and they're talking about this kid's played at four different schools in four years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense to me, but the game's changed so much. The the money is money is so big now compared to obviously back in the day with TV contracts. And, and uh, I yeah. mean, you look at these, you look at these NFL contracts these days. I mean, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. You know, I made 24,000 my first year in the NFL. The minimum was like, Two hundred and fifty. The minimum now is like two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. And back then, the minimum was fifteen thousand. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so obviously things have changed a lot. I was gonna say, what was your second job? <laughs> what did you yeah. do to make I, I, I actually worked in the oil field service business for four years in New Orleans. Yeah. You, so you so you did supplement that, is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. yeah I yeah. had a, I had a company car, and and my job was to go see all these big oil companies in the New Orleans area. Yeah, in Lafayette, and try to drum up business for them, and you know it was it was easy to get in the door because they wanted to you know talk to an NFL player for sure. So uh, you know I could get in the door, but I didn't know squat about the business. 
Yeah. I, I didn't know anything about casing and all these different things. Uh, and I, we just go to lunch and, and, uh, or have a couple of drinks at lunch because in New Orleans, that's what they do. <laughs> Unlike in Norman, most people don't drink at lunch. Well, most of these guys would drink their lunch. <laughs> so, so uh, basically I was just entertaining. Yeah. But Gosh. yeah, I did that for four years. JD Roberts actually helped me. Okay. JD was living in New Orleans at the time, and JD's the one to hook me up. Yeah. With a company out of Houston. Okay. And so that's how I got in got in that business, and I still, when I got cut from the Saints, the company asked me what I was going to do, and I said, "Well, I'm moving back to Oklahoma." Mm-hmm. And they were out of Lafayette, Louisiana, and and they said, "Well, look, we got an office in Weatherford, Oklahoma. We'd like for you to go to work for us mm-hmm. in Oklahoma." And I said, "Well, I didn't have a job, you know, so." He said, we'll move your family. We'll pay all your moving expenses and so on and so on. So I had that job for about 90 days and uh, came back from New Orleans to see my wife. She was trying to sell the house and kids. Uh And uh, it was like uh, Ed Burns called me. Ed played football in Nebraska, played quarterback, backup quarterback in New Orleans. Uh And he was working with And he said, uh, he called me and said, hey, we got to go to Weatherford. And I said, for what? He said, I think they're shutting it down. I said, what do you mean? He said, I think they're shutting the whole operation down. Mm. And we drive to Weatherford, and they're loading the trucks with all the equipment. So basically, we were out of a job. Man. And so so uh, the company paid me for 90 more days, paid my moving expenses as they promised. They were great to me. And uh, so I, I ended up in the insurance business. I always said I wouldn't be in the insurance business. And I've been in it since 1983. <laughs> And still in it. Yeah, I was you know? gonna say you're you're still you know, rocking I, along. I, I turned sixty nine yesterday, so I'm like, you know, I don't know how much longer I need to keep doing this. So. <laughs> if you've got a job you like or or love, it's a rare thing, Tinker. Is what I'm yep. thinking. So you, you, well, you, you know, you know, I deal mainly with banks and credit unions. Yeah, I have so many long term relationships with so yeah. many bankers. I mean, some of them I've done business with. Since I got in the business, yeah, you know, one of one of the guys, I think he turned seventy eight years old, and he still owns the bank, and I yeah. still deal with him. Great people, yeah, man. You just turned well. Happy birthday! You turned sixty nine. Didn't didn't Joe just turn seventy last week? Yeah, Joe was. See, I was seventeen when I got to OU. Uh huh. And so was uh, Mike Vaughn. Okay. Mike's Mike's birthday is on October second. Mine's on the third. Okay. And so. We always remember each other's birthday. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, so I so I was I was very young for the class. I just you know. Well, that's why I asked you. How do you, man? Seventeen years old to go into that program at that time and to keep your head above water. Not only keep your head above water, but be the MVP of the freaking Sugar Bowl I, your freshman year. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Obviously, so. yeah, that's crazy, man. Hey, I was just hoping I could play some position, you know, if it wasn't receiver, hopefully it's you uh, know, somewhere, you know, of course, I, like I say, I was all state safety, yeah, safety in, in high school. And, and so Arkansas, all they wanted to talk to me about was playing defense, which I wasn't opposed to, obviously. Right, right. But I always liked offense better than defense. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got to ask you what, uh, real quick, um, you're, you're a Miami war dog and Okie. And OU Texas isn't going anywhere. The two teams are. They're going to the SEC starting next year. Right. But the, the rivalry is, is ongoing. I don't know if I'm going to have a chance to ask you this between now and Bedlam uh, here in about six weeks. 
does it bother you that we're, we may be seeing the final OU Oklahoma State football game for a while? It froze up on me. Gary. Does does it bother Tinker? Does it bother you as a, as an Oklahoman that Bedlam football is is at least going on vacation after this year's game? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear your question because you're breaking up. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna blame weather patterns. Uh, one more shot. Are you are you upset that Bedlam football is is uh, going on going on pause after this year? OU Texas is going to keep happening. Right. But I thought that you being an Okie, I thought and invested in Bedlam as well as OU Texas. I thought I'd, I'd get your feelings on the end of that football rivalry. You know, I, I wish they would could continue it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a great tradition for for both schools. Uh, you know. Obviously, we don't like each other much when it comes to football day, you know, when the football game, that game day anyway. Yeah. Uh, and I have a lot of OSU friends and great people. And, but, yeah, I, I wish it would continue. But it's, yeah. it's a sign of the times with all this people moving and shifting to right. different conferences and leaving for more money and all those good things. So, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, but the OU Texas, at least it's going to continue and, Hopefully we'll play OSU again here in the fairly near future. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that happens. All right, I'm going to leave you with two questions I've always wanted to ask. We'll have a little fun, and then, then we'll let you on your OU Texas week. Tinker Owens, have you ever met another Tinker in your life? Uh, there was a girl that lived in town in, in Norman named Tinker. I think, she's <laughs> since, I think she's since passed away. And there was a kid named uh, Tinker Keck that played at the uh, University of Cincinnati okay. years ago. And come to find out, they did an article in the Cincinnati paper, and he was named after me. His parents loved OU football, and they loved me as a player. Is that they right? Named, they named him Tinker Keck, K-E-C-K. How about the, uh, any idea what, what Tinker Keck is up to these days? You know, I sent him a LinkedIn message. Uh, I think he's maybe out in California. but Okay. But uh, I'd never heard back from him. So uh, that's that's a great story, though. I, ac- I actually talked to him on the phone and and uh, signed a book for him. And oh, great! So to, so, so to tinker from tinker. So, yeah, so you, you've got a you've got a kindred spirit out there. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Okay, last thing, and, and, and I and I and I've had uh, bulls named after me, cats named after me, dogs, you know, other things, but not people. <laughs> <laughs> I know of. Not outside of Tinker Keck. Okay, that's, right. that's that's beautiful. All right, here's here's the last thing. If my math is right, when your brother won his Heisman in '69, you were 15. If if my birthday math is right, or, or you were still a mid-teen. Yes, probably pretty ornery. And little brothers can do ornery things to big brothers. Is there any chance you did something you regret when he brought the Heisman home? Uh, like I don't recall. Any, I, I don't recall anything. Uh, you know, we thought we thought he, when he went into Heisman was the greatest thing in the world because they let us out of school early. To, my brother and I. Yeah, we we got out of school early. We thought that we we were so excited about that we didn't even think about the Heisman. Hey, we got out of school early today. You didn't so, have to go to civics. Yeah, the funniest <laughs> story, real quick. But yeah, uh, for sure. I was at the Arkansas. Uh, Texas game back in 69 when Steve won the Heisman. Uh-huh. Steve had flown, Steve and Barbara had flown with um, Richard and Pat Nixon, the president, to the Arkansas game. And so 
they announced during the game. And I, I'm at the game with a friend of mine's parents and him. Yeah. And they announced, we want to welcome the president of the United States, Richard Nixon, and his wife, Pat, and the current Heisman Trophy winner, Steve Owens, and his wife, Barbara. I didn't know he was going to be there. No idea. Wow. And so I'm such a smart kid, you know. I walk up toward the press box thinking I can see my brother. And these guys in suits stopped me, and I didn't know what Secret Service was at that time. Oh, boy. And they stopped me, and they said, son, you can't go any further than this. And I said, hey, I'm going to see my brother Steve. He's won the Heisman. He's with President Nixon. And they said, right, kid, go back to your seat. So Steve never knew I was at that game till a later time. Oh, my gosh. No idea. Oh, my gosh. And that's when Nixon declared that year that, that uh, you know, that there should be a playoff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's Nixon was a sports fan, right? I mean, yeah. that, was stuff that he was that was a real thing. It wasn't just for show. Right. He really got, he really got into it. If I, yeah, if I, if I'm understanding my history, he Rick, Richard Nixon was a sports fan. Yeah. So, so anyway. there a story you want to tell about the uh, the, the 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 Owens Nixon uh, traveling party? Is there another story that you want, you want to tell? <laughs> I don't know of any more right now. <laughs> Maybe that should be on the after hours version of uh, yeah. Mind Games. But. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> so. Oh, man, that's fantastic. Tinker Owens has been my guest on this show, and, and what a delight he is and, and was for us. We, we thank him for his time. We thank you for listening and watching the show. It is something we do every week on the Sellout Crowd Network. You can download and subscribe at any podcast uh, platform if you're choosing, whether YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts. A big, big round of applause. Thanks to Jacqueline Musgrove, our producer, for getting us uh, taken care of here today. Uh, we'll do it again next week with another guest of Mind Games. Until then, this is Garen Emig wishing everyone a terrific day. 